electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. This is the American Greed Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. In this episode of American Greed, Darren Berg promises big returns investing in real estate, but he's running a $140 million fraud. It's a massive crime that ensnares even a best-selling crime writer. How dare you? How could you be such a low-life scum? Berg's lies and clever sleight of hand fund the purchase of a mansion, two private jets, and two yachts. But when Bernie Madoff falls, Berg falls too. Everybody's getting nervous. People people want their money back. He doesn't have it, though, because he's spent it on buses, he's spent it on yachts, he's spent it on planes. Inside a gleaming granite and glass tower in downtown Seattle, real estate fund manager Darren Berg gives a sales pitch to his well-heeled investors. For those of you who are in our various mortgage funds, uh, just a little history, who we are, what we do, and most importantly, how we find the deals that we do. Some people in the audience are impressed that Berg lives in a lavish mansion on Lake Washington and keeps not one, but two yachts. He was well-dressed, he had a spacious office. He just wanted you to feel, when you walked into his office, that you were dealing with somebody who was extremely successful. If you look like you're rolling in money, people think you know how to make money, and so it's, it's, they're more inclined to, to trust your statements that I can invest your money and, and get you a good return. The promise of a good return, even in the wake of the financial crisis, Somebody asked me here tonight how I was doing. And I said, I'm having pets. I'm actually having fun in this economy. People are like, this guy's like <coughs> masochist. <laughs> the reason I'm having fun in this economy is because there's nothing funner than being right. There is nothing more fun than being right. Darren Berg will eventually end up in the big house. But he starts his life of crime allegedly in an animal house. It's the era of big hair and tube socks. And Darren Berg pledges the fraternity of Pi Kappa Alpha, also known as Pike at the University of Oregon. Like many fraternities, the Pike brothers care as much about having a good time as they do about managing money. But Berg, who is elected treasurer, is a sobering presence. He promises to get Pike's financial act together according to Mike Stone, who serves as alumni advisor to the fraternity. He was just sort of a ball on fire. He was very, very articulate young man. You know, the, the saying, you only have one chance to make the first impression? Well, he was absolutely superb at that. As treasurer, Berg has control of the purse strings, and he seems responsible with money. 
Though he's just 20, he owns and runs his own business, a charter bus company called Derenberg Tours. He looked like the golden boy. But just a few weeks into fall semester, after Berg collects rent from his brothers, Mike Stone gets a phone call from the fraternity's landlord. The rent hasn't been paid. Concerned, Stone stops by the house to have a look at Pike's checking account. First thing I saw was that the September bank statement didn't have any deposits on it. And supposedly we'd collected $15,000, $16,000. So that was the first concern. Stone asks Berg why the checks haven't been deposited. He got irate and defensive and ordered us out of his room. And at that point in time, I took the financial records with me because by that point, there wasn't just warning flags. There was bells and whistles going off at that point. When Stone runs the numbers, a total of $21,000 is missing. Where did it go? Stone believes it went straight to the bus company. All he did was he's got a check that's written out to Pi Kappa Alpha Fraternity, and he endorses the check Derenberg and deposits into Derenberg Tours' bank account. To Stone, it looks like his golden boy has made off with the gold. He calls the district attorney in Lane County, the jurisdiction around Eugene. They didn't think it was worth trying to pursue or prosecute. White-collar crime wasn't that flashy in the 80s, and this wasn't a lot of dollars in the great picture of life. So they just weren't interested in pursuing it. The Lane County DA tells American Greed that they have no records on Derenberg and cannot say why charges were not pursued in 1983. Stone never sees Berg again. But a few days later, he receives a letter signed Darren F. Berg. A word for the record. I have at no time ever embezzled any funds from the Pi Kappa Alpha fraternity. What an erroneous assumption. If for some reason, however, you should have any questions, I suggest you direct them to my attorney. He's paid good money to answer stupid questions, and I'm sure he'll be happy to answer yours. Seriously? Is this, do you think this is going to be convincing? He could talk you into anything face-to-face -face, damn near, and, but the letter was really kind of childish. That letter was the last communication I ever received from Darren, ever. He just vanished from town. Berg moves north to Portland, and he enters the advertising business. But trouble follows, or maybe he brings it with him. In 1987, the U.S. attorney in Portland indicts Berg on bank fraud charges. He's accused of stealing $19,000 from a Portland bank in a check-kiting scheme. This was a real crossroads for Darren. I mean, he's been accused of uh, financial crime as fraternity, and now he's accused of uh, bank fraud. And he's looking at doing some serious time. But Berg catches a break. He pleads guilty and gets no prison time. He's on probation, he has to attend some some, you know, counseling, basically. He got off very easy. Berg packs up and heads north on I-5 once again and settles in Seattle. 
Here, he launches a fraud so epic, it shows that his previous work is truly child's play. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In Seattle, Darren Berg establishes a company he calls the Meridian Group. It's a real estate fund that purports to invest in the so-called private mortgage market. What's a private mortgage? It's selling real estate without involving a bank. Suppose an individual wants to buy a home but has bad credit. One option is for the home seller to finance the sale. The seller transfers the title to the buyer and the buyer writes a note, basically an IOU to the seller. The seller gets a monthly check from the buyer, just like a mortgage company. Typically, you find these in rural areas where somebody wants to buy some farmland, for instance, and they can't get a loan from a bank. So the person selling the farmland agrees to hold the note. Um, they're going to finance it for you, and they're going to receive the stream of payments in exchange for a, typically a higher interest rate. The seller's monthly income is spread out over years. And sometimes the seller wants to cash out of the deal. That's where Darren Berg's Meridian Group comes in. Mr. Berg was in the business of seeking these people out and offering them a lump sum to buy the note. So he would, he would buy the mortgage and at a discount and then begin to receive the payments on it. Here's how the discount works. Suppose Berg has his eye on a mortgage worth $100,000. Berg goes to the lender and says, all right, well, you're getting you know, $1,000 a month for this. I'll pay you $60,000 right now for that loan. By paying $60,000 for $100,000 in debt, he's, he's making a significant profit on it. It's perfectly legal. And Berg seeks investors to pool funds and buy private mortgages. At his downtown office, Berg explains to investors how his salespeople approach deals. We say, okay, you've got your $100,000 loan, we'll pay you $73,000. And about half the time we hear a dial tone, hello, hello. And the other half, someone will say, tell me more. How do I do this? Even in the wake of the Great Recession, Berg says Meridian's sales team is dialing for dollars. And the game here is just to make the phone ring 100 times. You want to buy three loans? You make the phone ring 100 times. You want to buy six? You make the phone ring... Pretty simple. Of course, Berg never mentions his fraternity days, nor the trouble he got into in his advertising days. He doesn't have to. Under financial regulations, his fund is a private offering, available only to accredited investors with assets over $1 million. And as a private offering, Berg does not have to report uh, any of the financial details of these investments to any regulators or to the investors. 
Of course, he doesn't. He also doesn't have to report the fact that he is a convicted felon, uh, having pled guilty to, to bank fraud just a few years prior to setting up these funds. Blissfully unaware, many high net worth individuals in Seattle sink money into Berg's fund. And financial advisors in Bellevue and Seattle funnel clients into Meridian. That's how the mystery novelist J.A. Jantz crosses paths with Darren Berg. When I write a book, sometimes I put people in the book and I don't know in advance that they're bad guys. I find that out in the middle of the book. And that's what happened to us with, with Meridian. Jantz's first book made just $2,000. 53 novels later, she and her husband have more than half a million dollars to put to work. Jance never meets Berg, but she trusts the recommendation of her financial advisor, whom she's known for years. Oh, our guy from Kibble and Prentice said he was a great guy, and they played golf together. You know, they were pals. We had no inkling that this was all phony baloney. Though Berg's fund could be legitimate, Meridian has a big problem. In the age of the ninja loan, no income, no job, no assets, no problem, there's no reason for seller financing to even exist. Banks are giving money to anybody. They're giving money to too many people. And Berg described it himself. At the exact same time he's opening up this investment fund, the private mortgage industry is dying their phones stop ringing and they can't find loans to buy. At this point, Berg could simply tell his investors, sorry, here's your money back. I'm shutting Meridian down. That's not what he does. He's getting all kinds of money from investors, millions and millions of dollars coming in from investors to buy these loans, and he can't find enough of them. He had too much money to place in the private mortgage industry, so instead he starts buying other assets, and mainly what he started buying was buses to, to build this, this bus company that was a dream of his for some reason. No, it wasn't Greyhound. These were Cush uh, luxury buses with all the latest bells and whistles. Berg's luxury bus line, which is now under different ownership, is chartered by performers and athletes. His drivers wore um, designer uniforms from Nordstrom. I mean, he really put a lot of, these were his trophies. He put a lot of money into these buses. $32 million to be exact. And that's not the only place the money's going. Berg enjoys the hot tub at his waterfront mansion on Mercer Island, an upscale Seattle suburb, which he buys for $5.5 million and he reportedly spends at least another five million renovating it to his refined taste, installing a pool, lavish gardens, and sumptuous wood, stone, and other finishes. And here he is, lounging in the cabin of one of his yachts. And Berg even shells out $465,000 for rock star John Mayer to perform in a party for his bus company. The full-time pilot of Berg's private jet tells reporter Greg Lamb it was high, 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 high living. The problem for Mr. Berg and for his investors is that it wasn't what they had bought on to invest in. They, they were not being told they were investing in a bus company. They were told they were investing in good quality mortgage-backed securities, when in fact 
much of their money, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of $40 million, was going to a bus company. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Darren Burr claims to be a conservative investor and the voice of reason among his colleagues at the Meridian Group. We should be doing more stuff. We should be more aggressive. We should be doing construction loans. We should be doing... And I'd say, I'd say, whoa, little soldier. We're just happy with what we've got. And, and here we are today. We're still standing, still smiling, making money. All's good. But behind the smiles, his empire is on the verge of collapse. The reality is he can find almost no good mortgages to invest in. So he simply makes up his entire investment portfolio. Some were just completely faked. He would drop all the paperwork for them, drop fake appraisals. He had software that he was uh, creating fake appraisals, fake title documents. The entire loan file would be just non-existent. Berg even finds a way to outfox an auditing firm hired to verify his investment portfolio. The auditor sends letters to the supposed homeowners to confirm that they're sending mortgage payments to Meridian every month. Berg rents scores of post office boxes to serve as mailing addresses for the fake homeowners. He then intercepts the confirmation letters and pretending to be the non-existent homeowners writes back that everything's a-okay. It did sound like a lot of work and he, he described it as a, a massive amount of work, um, having to stay up uh, late at night, uh, days on end, creating some of this paperwork. Berg maintains this manic energy for years until 2009 when one of his biggest institutional investors realizes they've lost millions to Bernie Madoff. And so instead of ramping their investment up to what they had originally planned to put in Berg's fund, they decided to pull back. They, they got nervous because they'd been the, been the victim of one giant Ponzi scheme and began asking for much of their money back. Berg couldn't give them this money um, because he's using it for his own expenses, he's using it to pay off other, other investors. And so all of a sudden, he's getting massive redemption requests from a major investor and can't pay it back. In a surprising move, Berg hires a lawyer and calls the Department of Justice saying he has a confession to make. He was actually very cooperative that day. At times he claimed that he was relieved to be, you know, to be getting it off his, his chest. But he rationalizes his crimes in a way that Barbosa finds particularly brazen. One of the most striking comments he made was that the only thing worse than an investment fund that blows up is giving people their money back. And, and he seemed to really believe that, that it would have been worse if he'd given them their money back when he realized he couldn't find a place to invest it. So he just had to steal it. Um, it was, it said a lot about his personality. 
Burke is charged with nine counts of wire fraud and two counts of money laundering. He promises to cooperate with investigators and turn over his assets to a bankruptcy trustee. Burke is out of jail during this time, but while pretending to help, he's actually packing a go-bag. First, the feds find a secret bank account in Belize. So the biggest focus became this, this trust in Belize, and it looked an awful lot like somebody who was uh, attempting to look like they were cooperating, delay the government enough that they would have an opportunity to take off. Berg also hides assets, such as this home in Seattle, which he secretly tries to sell to gain cash. It was as if we were chasing him day after day. We were finding new things um, that he was doing as we were investigating him. It was more like a drug case almost, um, which is unusual. Um, and it moved very quickly. On October 21st, 2010, Berg is arrested in Los Angeles and charged with an additional count of concealing funds from a bankruptcy trustee. The feds say he stole $140 million from more than 500 victims. J.A. Jans began writing in the early 80s when she was a single working mother with two kids. She wrote every day from 4 a.m. until 7 a.m and then went to her day job selling insurance. The hard work paid off, but Darren Berg is a tremendous setback. To go from where my entire income from being a writer was $4,000, to have Darren Berg steal $500,000 out of my pocket, I, I am so outraged by that. And whenever I see one of those luxury buses, on the highway or in town, it makes me furious because that's my bus. I should have been given that bus, my money on four wheels. In August 2011, Berg pleads guilty to wire fraud, money laundering, and bankruptcy fraud. At his sentencing hearing, Berg does apologize. His sister claims an abusive childhood warped his values and set him on a path to crime. Judge Richard Jones tells Berg, I'm not sure how you live with yourself, and sentences him to 18 years in federal prison. But for the mystery writer, even 18 years is too much of a happy ending. I heard about his early life as a scam artist, and that's why I don't think he should ever be released into the general population because that's what he does. He scams people. Thanks for listening to the American Read Podcast presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.